Hey friends, I know how busy this time of the year is. And as much as I love home-cooked meals, sometimes there is just not enough time. But I have good news for you. Factor offers delicious, ready-to-eat meals, which can make eating better every day easy. Wherever tomorrow takes you, be ready with your pre-prepared, chef-crafted, and dietitian approved meals delivered right to your door. There are two-minute meals, so you can fuel up fast with Factor's restaurant-quality meals that are ready to heat and eat whenever you are. They have snacks and smoothies and more. There's a wide variety of options and 55 nutrition-packed add-ons that will help make your weekly meal planning even more delicious. So head over to factormeals.com forward slash swanson50 and use code swanson50 to get, you guessed it, 50% off. That's code Swanson50 over at factormeals.com forward slash Swanson50, and you're going to get 50% off. No prep, no mess. Factor meals are 100% ready to heat and eat, so there's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup needed. Yay for that. I'll be linking over in show notes as well, but go check it out and tell me how you enjoy your Factor meals. Christian Parenting. Aloha friends, welcome to the Boy Mom Podcast, powered by Christian Parenting. I am Monica Swanson, mom to four boys, podcast host and author of Boy Mom, What Your Son Needs Most From You. Here on the podcast, it's my goal to bring you practical advice and biblical wisdom for raising boys in this sometimes crazy world. You can always find show notes over at monicaswanson.com forward slash podcast. I'm so glad you're here. You never know when that last little Band-Aid is going to go on a skin knee or that last little chat you can have while they're working on their math. You don't know when that last one is. And so truly soaking it up, and it's hard to do when you're in the moment, but just being intentional and knowing what you're doing in that moment, raising up the next generation of boys is the absolute number one most important thing on this planet that anyone could do. Hey friends, welcome back to the Boy Mom Podcast. I'm so glad to have you here with me and I'm so happy to welcome you into the month of November, which really when I think of November, I think here go the holidays, like this is the beginning and I know that comes with a little stress, but hopefully more magic than stress. November, December, we just have to dive in and enjoy it all. So I hope you're in a good headspace for all of that. And you know, this fall on the podcast, I've had such a great time interviewing amazing people, and there are still more incredible interviews to come the rest of this month, especially. Um, I've loved sharing with you episodes where I talk about my book, Boy Mom, Um, but today is one of those topics I just could not resist. When I saw the book, The Grace-Filled Homestead, and I got to know Lana Stenner, I just decided she was someone I had to share with all of you. Now, Lana is an incredible mom. She has grown kids, and she and her husband have a 120-year-old farmhouse. They're homesteaders on a small homestead. She raises the cutest goats you'll ever see. She's got chickens, a garden, and she's all about a slower, simpler lifestyle. She's just so... um, 
talking to her just felt so refreshing to me because she just keeps lighthearted about things. She is funny. And I think something about being a seasoned mom, she just brings such a perspective that a lot of us, and especially if you're a younger mom, I think you need to hear this. Her perspective will just breathe air into your lungs and make you look at things with a little lighter heart and just appreciating the most important things. So today you're basically sitting down to coffee with Lana and I. We talk about chickens, we talk about kids, we talk about traditions and the holidays. And I really hope this encourages you and ushers you into the holiday season in such a good way. So can't wait to share it with you. Just want to briefly thank you again for being part of this podcast community, for spreading the word about the podcast. I'm My mind is kind of blown. We had over 100,000 downloads in the month of October, and that is hard for me to believe, but I'm so grateful. It's because of you guys spreading the word. Thank you also for your ratings and reviews. If you haven't left one yet, that would mean so much to me. You just use your phone, scroll down to where you see those five stars, and you can tap on them, or you could leave a few words about what you love most about the Boy Mom podcast. All right, friends, thank you again for being here. And without further ado, here's Lana and I talking about a grace-filled holiday season. I hope you enjoy. Hey, Lana, welcome to the Boy Mom Podcast. Thank you so much for having me. What a joy. I love your podcast, and it's just such an honor to be on here with you. Well, thank you. I have been so excited, uh, selfishly. I just want to learn all about you and your family, and I'm kind of a wannabe homesteader, I think, and so (laughs) I can't wait to dive in. I've got tons of questions for you, but first, for those who don't know you, can you just tell us a little bit about where you are, your family, and all that? Oh, sure. Absolutely. Yes, I'm here in Kansas City in the Midwest, about as far from the ocean or mountains that you can get, (laughs) right in the middle of nowhere, but we, we love it here. We're born and raised here. I'm a mama raised four kiddos, three boys and one girl, and um, wife to the fire chief here in Kansas City, and we live on uh, a small homestead, like a backyard farm, four acres, is all we have, and we just use every inch of it, just bringing Mm. out some joy, and we do the, we raise chickens, and we have goats, and sheep, and geese, and turkeys, and big gardens and lots of work and lots of manure. (laughs) I love it. We have a good time. So yeah, I have a podcast. um, I have a book. I'm an author. um, I teach a business class, just adjunct professor, not full-time business courses at the local university and um, just have a full life. I have two new daughter-in-laws. I say new. One's been in the family a couple of years. Um, and a new one just this past summer and a new grandbaby who has just wrapped us all around her little finger. So Mm -hmm. life is good over here. Oh my goodness. I'm like just on the edge of hitting that next season and I can't wait. I'm like, I'm starting to get the the grandma bug in me. So yeah. And you know what? I just want to encourage, I've been in the you know, the, the late twenties, thirties, and even forties, just bogged down with kids mm-hmm. and sports and bleachers, sit, living my life, sitting in bleachers mm-hmm. where my rear end is numb and, mm-hmm. um, just all the things. And it's exhausting. And I just want to tell, I want to encourage you because when I was looking at coming into this phase of life, you know, I, I am in the lower fifties now life is good. My Mm. goodness. I never dreamed. Mm -hmm. I kind of was like, oh, I don't want to age. And 
what am I going to do? I, I'm a stay-at-home mom. What am I going to do when my kids move mm. on? Oh, life is good. And our kiddos yeah. are still around. They're close. They're all within Ugh. 10 miles. And Ugh. so, you know, that is a what little a different theme. than some others. But yes. it is just, um, it's a good, you know, you're still young enough. You have energy. You can, I started my business at age 50. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And it's just, I want to encourage those young mothers that this is a season Mm-hmm. And don't dread what's coming because it's exciting. It's fun. Oh, it's good. The life, life is good for sure. I love that. What a great encouragement. And that's also where I encourage moms to do the work now of building those great relationships with your kids so they actually want to live with yes, of you yes. and, and to do life as they grow up. So that is so awesome. Um and your kids are all grown then? Well, all so my youngest daughter is like- uh, 20 years old. And so she's okay. still, she went away her the first year for college. And then this year she is living, we have a carriage house. It sounds way neater than it is. It's just a yeah. little shack out back, but she's living in the carriage house. So she does have her own apartment basically on the property, but her schooling is class and um, in the hospital setting, a lot of lab work and stuff. So she did okay. get to move back into town Um, so we're really enjoying it. It was a transition, you know, moving out and then coming back in. Um, but we're enjoying that. So yes, for the most part, um, I'm on the back end of this. Yeah. All right. Yes. Well, I started having kids a little later, so though I could easily be older than you and by looking at you, I wouldn't be surprised. You look great. (laughs) Oh, thank you. But I started having kids later and then we decided to have one more just before I turned 40. Mm-hmm. And so um, I kind of fake like I'm a younger mom, but the reality <laughs> you is look I, like your grandma. Younger mom. <laughs> I could easily be a grandma right now. Okay. Well, there's so much, um, we're coming into the holidays and mm-hmm. I'm so excited to just learn from you. Your new book called The Grace Filled Homestead is so beautiful for one. Um, oh, it is such a fun mix of of story and encouragement and recipes and photos. And I'm kind of obsessed with your goats. So (laughs) we need to talk about goats because so anyone listening, or at least if people have been around a while might know, I'm out in the country on the North shore of Oahu here in Hawaii, and we are on two acres and we're a little late bloomers in the whole farming thing, but we moved to this property just over 10 years ago. Mm -hmm. And my husband is slowly you know, he's, he would sign up for your classes. He's like all in, he's a doctor, but when he's not at the hospital, he's on his tractor Mm -hmm. and now we've got chickens. Oh, yay. And I'm looking at your chicken coop with a chandelier. I'm like, okay. (laughs) It's so fun. I I love it. And my husband now is starting to follow all these people online who are, you know, teaching him how to improve his coop and Mm -hmm. all the things. And we grow mostly tropical fruit. Uh, Uh, So far, we don't do veggies, but we have like every variety of tropical fruit you can imagine. Uh, And um but we've always talked about goats. Uh-huh. And to be honest, I was kind of like, ah, I don't know. And then I looked at your book and I saw, will you tell us about your goats? They are oh, the cutest yes. things I've ever seen. They're like, they darling. are, they are little stinkers. So we have many Nubians and many Nubians. so they are a cross between, okay, I hope I get this right. They're a cross between the larger Nubians and, um, the dwarf Nigerian goats. So okay. it's a, a cross. So it's kind of a newer breed. 
Okay. Um, they've been around for, you know, like 10, 15 years, but they're, they're just gaining a lot more pro- popularity. Although the name mini can be misleading because they do get to be the size of like a large dog. Um, okay. So, but some of lo- them stay tiny, right? Well, adorable. yeah, the, the little girls stay quite a bit smaller. Yes. And they are just, they have the long droopy ears um, and they're just ornery and full of energy and jumping around, but they're so sweet because they want to jump in your lap and snuggle and, <laughs> you know, bite on your t-shirt and they're just, um, and they, they're smart. So it's like when they're getting ready to, you know, dash through the fence gate, uh-huh. They know. They'll like look at you with shifty eyes like, is she watching me? Is she not? They're really Seriously. smart too. Oh yeah, my goodness. Okay. I'm going to be sure to put photos in our show notes. So oh yeah. Oh, that'd be fun. Check out the goats. But tell me, do they do anything anything for you? Like other than be cute, I need to know what, <laughs> how do they help? Yes. Yeah. So really what most people get goats for, I mean, there's the meat piece of that and no judgment yeah. there. I just couldn't do it because I'm just too attached to them. So no judgment yeah. on that, but there's that piece. Um, and the full grown Nubians are more known for being meat goats, but I, I have okay. trouble talking about that. But <laughs> so for us and most people that have goats, first of all, they are usually people that have a lot of acreage that want it cleared. So in, if you have a pasture that you don't want to mow all the time mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. brush that you want cleared out, they will like uh-huh. literally mow right down your entire pasture. Um, So that's one thing. And then the other thing is, especially for the Nubians and the mini Nubians, they're known for their goat milk. And so they, even the Mm. minis can um, produce up to a gallon. Most, most of the time it's a half gallon a day because they're a little on the smaller side. Um, But a lot of people get them because they're easier to have than a big cow and goat milk, a lot of people that have the lactose issue, um, uh-huh. you can, there's still lactose, but it's not as high. I don't understand the science of it, but a lot of people yeah, yeah. that have lactose issues are less sensitive to goat milk for some yes. reason. I don't know. Yes. So I've heard that too. And I love goat milk. cheese. I oh, use goat cheese all the oh time. Oh my goodness. It's delicious. Can, do you know how to make it? Oh yeah. It's super easy. It's super easy. Super easy. It's just like lemon juice, salt. It's so easy. It, it takes a few hours and steps, but it's uh-huh. really easy to do. And and in the book, there's a recipe for it. Yeah. Okay. Super okay. easy. But, and we don't milk all the time. What we do is with our, we're technically goat breeders, except I'm really bad at it because I keep, I keep them all. So uh, I don't <laughs> recommend like that. Kitchen sink, right? <laughs> right. Um, but we don't milk all the time. We just milk when we're trying to wean the babies away from the mama. So we'll take a okay. couple of weeks. We'll milk a lot, get what oh. we can, make our cheese, do our stuff with it and, um, and then stop. So I'm not oh. one of those, you know, every single day I go Daily. out and okay. do it. Um, it's kind of just in seasons that we do it here. But okay. Yeah, that, that and how many milk. goats do you have? Uh, <laughs> right now we have 11. <laughs> Oh, which so is about fun. five more than I should have. But. I love it. Well, we're still trying to figure out the chickens, but goats might be next. And yes. my husband also wants to do bees. And yep, so yeah, yep. pretty you much do it. You should do it. Yeah, it's it's really fun. I have to admit, even though sometimes I'm like, why are we doing this? <laughs> but we do get to eat a lot of great fruit. So. Oh, yeah, that sounds dreamy. Hey friends, hope you're enjoying this episode. I want to pause real quick to 
remind you and me both that as soon as it's fall, everything flies by and before you know it, it will be Christmas. And we all know that there's a whole lot of busyness that comes with the Christmas season. And Christian Parenting wants to help keep our families focused on the one thing that actually matters this Christmas season, which of course is celebrating the birth of Jesus. So Christian Parenting has created the coolest new resource. I love this so much. It's called The Songs Tell the Story. And it's a family devotional that explores 25 of the popular Christmas songs we sing around the holidays and explains the message behind them. They all point back Back to Jesus and his miraculous birth. So if you're looking for a fun and interactive way to keep your family focused on Christ this season, this is it. Guys, I love this. It's so creative. I mean, kids all love Christmas music. And so this is just such a fun way to use the Christmas songs we already hear and sing to help our kids understand more and focus more on the meaning of Christmas. Isn't that awesome? So get your Christmas playlist ready and grab your copy of the songs tell the story family devotional before they're gone. You can find them at cpadvent.org. And again, that is the letters cpadvent.org. Go over there, have a look. It's Darling Book. And you can get a copy now and enjoy it all season long. Well, there's a lot of topics that I want to dive into. And if you don't mind sharing, I would love to hear a little bit of your personal story and then your book. Tell us how the book came to be and what happened as you were writing the book. Yeah. Well, and as I mentioned, I um, just started kind of my platform and got my website going just a couple of years ago. So I was turning 50 and I was like, it's a, it's about time, you know, this is what I want to do. We've lived here on the homestead for almost 20 years at that point. Um, and I'm like, we're doing all this. I'm following other people on Instagram that are doing this. I might as well start sharing about it and, and all of that. So I kind of started it and it just, um, you know, kind of had a, a mind of its own, sharing Uh the goats and recipes and and all of that kind of stuff. So, um, and then came the book and um, I signed a a two book deal in the, let me think, summer of 2020, right? Oh, wow. Right after the- Right a time. Yeah, crazy COVID. For homesteading, everybody was getting chickens and wanting to- (laughs) <laughs> and that what I think that helped my, me grow my platform. Everyone was interested. They were home, first of all, yes, for months yes. from March on and <sighs> so interested in, you know, recipes and sourdough bread and all that. Kind of, oh, <laughs> we yes. couldn't find yeast or anything. Yes. So um, I think, you know, that really struck a chord of so many people wanting to go back to the basics and just that mm-hmm. simple lifestyle. So I signed the book deal and um, one was for this book and then the next was a cookbook. And I was kind of on cloud nine, like, you know, I love my kids are doing good and, um, you know, I'm in this age, I'm feeling good and life was good until I got a brain tumor diagnosis. And so um, right in the middle of writing this book, um, I started having some headaches and nothing crazy, really, when you think about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, when I went in, um, I was teaching a college class at the time and it was coming, you know, the end of November where it's crunch time and finals and all the papers were due. And I had, I just had a lot on my plate and I didn't have time to 
take an Excedrin and, you know, just go lay in a dark room all day with a headache. And so I went in, which I'm not a doctor person. I, you know, you have to need to be bleeding and (laughs) on your deathbed before we go to a doctor's. And so I went in hesitantly and they basically just said, you know, no. And at my age, I was like, okay, I'm at that age. Am I going into menopause? You know, Mm -hmm. things change. I don't know. Is this COVID? Is this menopause? Is this new Mm -hmm. allergies? And they were like, this sounds really different. What you're explaining, we're mm-hmm. going to send you a scan. So, you know, now, real quick, because I get headaches, but was the pain different? Was it in a different was, area? What was yeah, different? It only happened when I would move and like bend. It started when I was bending down in the garden. Like I'd be trying to, okay. in, the, in June, I'm trying to pick strawberries and I'm bending over. And it's just sharp, like not normal, Ooh. you know, it's okay. super sharp. So not like, cause sinus sometimes when you bend down, there's pressure, yeah. but it was no, a sharp. It was sharp okay. like daggers, but Ugh. here's the deal. I mean, and we're, we're tough women. We've had, we've given birth, you know, <laughs> so you blow things off. You just think, suck it up. You don't have time for this. Yeah. And so you stand up, shake it off and it goes away. So then, you know, three months later, it takes me to get into the doctor and really mm-hmm. figure it out because you just keep being tough and yeah. who has time to mm-hmm. go to the mm-hmm. doctor, right? Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was sharp, sharp pains. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, so that happened just right before Thanksgiving 2020. And uh, they were freaked out. You know, they they mm-hmm. said there was parts of it they didn't think they could get out because it was wrapped around this important brain or uh, vein that goes the main vein on the top. And um, they, the good it news, was big. it was peach sized. Yes. Huge. And not a little peach. Like, yeah. I like saw the big. pictures. Yes. I'll, I'll put a link to your TikTok video yeah. because that thing it's, took up a whole lot. Of, and the brain is amazing because it appears that your brain kind of just moved out of the way Yeah, and <laughs> squeezed it's, it in there. <laughs> it's crazy. It is crazy. And you know, I'm glad you said that because I think the interesting piece of it was it wasn't inside the brain. It was kind mm-hmm. of on the outside pushing my brain down. So yeah. they go in for surgery. And as soon as they get it out, like the scan of just a few hours later, it had already like pushed back up. My brain had just Incredible. pushed back up and taken Incredible. that place back over. It's wow. so bizarre. The brain's so wow. weird. Um, but God is just good because like mm. in the surgery, they had, it was a little over four hour surgery, um, two days, you know, right before Christmas. And so I had that month, I had a month there where they were wanting, we were scheduling, we got a second opinion. So we were kind of pushing it off a little bit. Um, so I had a month there and I, I will say God's peace fell like never before in my personality. I'm always, I'm very kind of a character flaw, very driven, very knock it out. If they're like, we were just having some technical stuff, you know, we just figure things out. We, yeah, you keep trying something, something will work, pull something up on Mm -hmm. YouTube. You figure it out. You know what you're doing. Um, we make things happen and we're kind Mm -hmm. I am kind of in, I've always been one of those control type, just knock it out type Mm -hmm. people. And when you come to the end, um, there's no, there's no green shake to make you more healthy with a brain tumor. There's no, um, you can't start a new workout. There's, there's nothing here. This is God. This is me and God. Uh, Mm. there is nothing I can physically, and I've never been in that place where I can't work my way around something. Oh yes. And just having to turn that over to God. It was, it was a wonderful crazy Mm. that I say that it was a beautiful month 
I felt more peace than I have ever felt wow. during that time frame. Wow. Ever. And so, yeah, uh, you know, long story short, had the surgery. They had a lot of complications, came out in the middle of it, told uh, my husband that, you know, that there's a lot of complications. We nicked something. She's bleeding mm. like crazy. We're going to have to do a transfusion. Um, expect p- paralysis. No. And with, you know, I wake up just right after that and I can walk and talk. And I mean, uh, I'm just like, you're not helping me in the bathroom. I'm fine. You don't, you know, whoa. Whoa. unhook this stuff. Get, get this off of me. Um, and so I it's got goats just, to take care of. Get me out of here. <laughs> right. Get me out of here. This is no fun. Whoa. And so it's just a testament. And there's so many tiny little stories of every yeah. other minute, God just showing up. Um, like he does. And, and it was not cancer, right? It was not cancer. And they didn't think it was just by the looks of it, but until they get mm. in there and test it, um, sure. they didn't want to say for sure. So, you know, I'm going home. They didn't even shave my head. I had 40 stitches Incredible. Um, in, you know, so they actually, you know, took a part of my skull, drilled it out and, you know, wow. uh, and so to think, you know, a week later, I'm walking through Target with my daughter. I couldn't mm. drive. They wouldn't let me drive for a couple of weeks, which made no sense. But, um, you know, like God is just amazing. Yeah. And, you know, I he's still it. doing miracles. Yeah, it's great. I love it. What an awesome story. And I think about the peace you had in the midst of that. And one thing I talked to my boys, I was just talking to my 12-year-old about yesterday was just that when you do go through something like that, the peace that you have really is, I believe, a result of the time you've put in growing that relationship with God leading up to it. I always say, don't wait until you're in a moment of, of challenge or something really scary to run to God, but build that relationship in the good days yes. so that when the tough stuff comes, you already feel so close to him. And that's what I think you experience. So mm, that's, that's beautiful. Such good wisdom. Man. It, it, yeah. If we could just get that, right? that's all you need, right? If oh, you get that yeah. concept, that's so yeah. wise. Well, I love that you were able to finish the book and it's so beautiful. So this is a great Christmas gift. I'm going to say this, this book is just belongs in every home on every coffee table and and the recipes I can't wait to dive into. So as we come into the holiday season, you have a husband who's a fire chief and are all three of your boys also firefighters? Yes. Yes. I have three sons. So baby boy. So I have three sons and a daughter. My daughter's the youngest. Baby boy just went through the academy and now he is on as well. So, you know, none of them listened to me. I I didn't want them to, (laughs) but they love it. You know, it's, uh, they love it. It's, they enjoy it. That is, that is so cool. So you're talking to moms here who you know, a good mix. Some moms are in our season of life, but we've also got the moms who you already spoke to. I love that. Mm -hmm. Who have the little ones, you know, even some moms tuning in who haven't had their baby yet, but they're preparing Right. or the toddler and the early years. Clearly you remember when Mm -hmm. those boys were all under your feet in the house, holidays, Mm -hmm. all the madness. So I would love for you to speak because a lot of your message throughout your book is really finding peace in the midst of the crazy. Mm-hmm. It's simplifying. You haven't always had the life you have now, 
Mm-hmm. Maybe talk about that transition. I know you're still teaching in a college setting, but you used mm-hmm. to be full-time mm-hmm. in a different Corporate, world, yeah. right? So tell mm-hmm. us about the transition and how that's worked for you. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, fresh out of grad school, I was in corporate finance and um, great, amazing company, great benefits. They treated us well, but it was a lot of work. And I was putting in, you know, 60 plus hours driving you know, in traffic for probably an hour and a half each way. And um, it wasn't until baby boy number one came mm-hmm. and I just realized, um, you know, it's it's time to start making a shift. And it took us years. It took us mm-hmm. years. I went from full-time to part-time to job share. You know, it was baby steps along yeah. the way mm-hmm. to getting our finances in check and making it all happen. Um, so I would encourage anyone, you know, whatever your dream is, whether that's to go part-time or stay home or start a new business, whatever it is, baby steps. Um, Mm, we're, we're so impatient, (laughs) aren't we? And we just want it, you know, to happen so quickly, but yeah, we, we started just making one step at a time towards where we wanted then, you know, all of a sudden we found this, uh, you know, little farm and, we moved the four little kiddos in when we we were just kids. We didn't know a thing at yeah. that point uh-huh. and um, just started making it happen. But, you know, in speaking to the boy moms especially, because boys are just, they're so special, hmm. um, but they have so much energy. Yeah. They're just, um, I remember when they were little and I was a room mom and I would just look at the sweet little girls and they're... <laughs> sharing their cupcakes and then the boys are over here and they're you know all of I thought it was just mine but it was the rest of them were even crazier yes Um, throwing things and they just can't help themselves it's like Mm -hmm. they have ants in their pants or something Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and so I would just encourage you to embrace it um Mm -hmm. you know take care of yourself mentally make Mm -hmm. sure you have you know ways for yourself you can get away and relax or Mm -hmm. you know whatever that is but if you just let your expectations go down a few notches I mean Mm -hmm. I I am a recovering perfectionist and so Mm -hmm. I used to have (laughs) boys will work that out of you for sure (laughs) (laughs) you want them all you know dressed up cute and clean and heading to church on time and you know they'll just knock all that perfection out of your life so they'll take care of that for you you don't even have to work on that but um just embracing where you're at finding Mm -hmm. the joy in it and it goes really quick and mm-hmm. I had people telling mm-hmm. me that at the moment, but it's, mm-hmm. you never know when that last little bandaid is going to go on a skin mm-hmm. knee or that mm-hmm. last little chat you can have while they're working on their math. You don't know mm-hmm. when that last one is. And so truly soaking it up mm-hmm. and it's hard to do when you're in the moment, but just yeah, being intentional and knowing what you're doing in that moment, raising up the next generation of boys is the absolute number one Mm -hmm. most important thing on this planet that anyone Mm -hmm. could do. Mm -hmm. And you get to do it. And it is the number one hardest job (laughs) on the planet as well. Um, And so doing it well um, is is extremely hard, but soaking it up and just Mm -hmm. enjoying every minute that you can Mm-hmm. And then, you know, just taking care of yourself too on the back end of that. 
because we get worn, okay. worn ragged. <laughs> I love it. No, that's that's such good advice. And, and I think that mixed with what you said earlier is kind of cool too, to recognize, yes, enjoy every minute, but at the same time, trust us, there's some really good times ahead. Yes. So if you're not loving it right now, I just had a mom reach out and uh, email me and said, you know, I'm really trying to enjoy these moments. And I just had to say, honestly, you're not going to enjoy them all. Yeah. It's okay to be honest and say, yeah. sometimes this isn't fun, right? But you're probably going to love the next season or maybe two more seasons down the road. So yes. I think that that's such good advice. Okay. How about practically speaking? Because I love part of your story is that you didn't move to this homestead and hire a nanny and get a house cleaner and have somebody take over the property and fix it all up. I mean, your pictures look so spectacular, but this is a lot of hard work and sweat. Mm -hmm. You did it yourself. Yes. <laughs> you, and so it hasn't always been probably as lovely as it is today. No. <laughs> so maybe to the mom who's in that season of like, oh, everywhere I look, we have a fix up, something that needs to be done, but probably won't be done for a few years. Or yes. I don't have the life I want yet. Now we're coming into the holidays. How can we make the best of what we've got right now? Oh, that that is such a good thought process to go into <laughs> because we all really struggle with that because mm -hmm. we're on social media, uh, we're on Pinterest, we're looking at the comparison mm -hmm. apps all the time. And I really had a gut check years ago where, because I had this fear of having people over because I didn't have a caterer, didn't have, all of my friends had house cleaners and all mm -hmm. the things. And we had chosen a different path, which was mm -hmm. hard. I could have all that if I was staying in corporate America and mm -hmm. doing all the stuff, but we chose a different path. And so on those moments, I would, especially going into the holidays, I would just encourage you to just shed all that perfection. Because think yeah. about when, when we go to a friend's house mm. or somewhere with another family, do we care about all of that? I mean, we might, mm. oh, that's a beautiful centerpiece on the table, or this is a yummy meal or whatever. But really what you're there for is the mm. people and the conversation, Absolutely. the authentic yep. And, and as boy moms, it's hard to go out and go mm -hmm. to places and other mm -hmm. people's houses because you yep. want them to behave. I get it. Um, but just have that in the back of your head, your guests that are coming for the holidays, they want you, they want yeah. conversation. They want a mm -hmm. hug from you. They want to sit down and chat and eat I love know, that. goat and cheese with you, <laughs> you know? Yes. And I'll say, I think when I imagine going to someone else's home, I'm actually more comfortable in the homes yeah. that aren't perfect right. because then you're afraid you're going to break something or spill something. The homes that you can tell are just lived in and happy and, and yes. welcoming. That's where I want to go. And so why do we get so stuck in that thing of wanting it to be perfect? Oh, yes, that's wow. so, so true. And, and to help that, if you are like my kind of personality where you do struggle with comparing Pinterest pictures mm -hmm. to yours or, or you really are a foodie and you love delicious food. So of mm -hmm. course you want to prepare something yummy. Try to keep it as simple as possible mm -hmm. or make, mm -hmm. make a pasta dish that's in one pot and there's yeah. just bowls. And so it's not yes. all this drama and gazillions mm. of plates and stuff like that is if you can keep it as simple as possible for you on the food side of things 
And then you're just enjoying the people and the yes. cleanup, throw the dishes in the sink and get to it after they leave mm. or in the morning even. Mm. And so it's just changing. It's shedding what society and those apps are telling you about and truly pouring in to your people and finding ways to let your boys enjoy that too. Because like mm. I said, I know what it's like to bring a bunch of kiddos to someone's house and it's terrifying. Yes. But if you can, you know, if they're littles, bringing extra little play packets or, you know, something for the other kids that are there that'll kind of keep them busy. Or if it's at your house, setting up stations that they can go play at or crafts or something that's kind of off to the side where the adults can still chat and the kids. So every phase of mothering is going to be a little different in that, but keeping the kids happy. So you're not so stressed and constantly knock it off and behave yourself so they can enjoy this gathering and understand when they grow a little older, they're going to love community and they're going to love people and they're going to be with people. So oh, I, you know, that's so hard good. to do. <laughs> so hard. No, but it's, 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 Beautiful. And I think that kids, now that my older boys are in their, you know, early 20s, I do see them gravitating towards gathering with people around. For, mm -hmm. You know, I know that that was part of how they grew up, that they loved and they, they seek that out wherever they are. So mm -hmm. I think that's so important. Um, and I love that you mention. I know you are a recovering perfectionist, but shooting for the B plus rather than the A, is that <laughs> yes. what it is? Yeah. yeah. Or minus, minus even. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I know. <laughs> it's so good. I've actually thought about this in my own work because mm -hmm. I confess I'm not a perfectionist. So mm -hmm. I guess that's a blessing. That's a good thing. I wish I were. Yeah. But I do say, you know what, if I shot for A's all the time, I wouldn't get much done. But right. if I can say it's good enough. Yeah. And, and I think that I, I'm learning to do that. But I think in the home, we can do the same thing. And even with a meal, and we might think it's a B minus, but our guests or our own family might say, no way, that was an A plus. Right. Yes, absolutely. That A plus perfection is just going to keep you stuck. And mm. it's going to keep you um, always self-doubting self yourself. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, in a, It's a negative kind of thing because rarely can you actually reach that. And so my right. concept in almost everything, I mean, if you think about starting chickens, you could have waited another <laughs> 10 years and taken 10 more YouTube classes and all the things <laughs> before you actually do it. But jumping in and then you know what kind of bird you want. Then you know what kind of coop yep. you want. Like you can always change it and tweak it every mm -hmm. year and get mm -hmm. to the A plus if you want. Yeah. Um, but same with starting a business. I mean, in this in this world, we're both mm -hmm. podcasters. Mm -hmm. We just jumped in. I mean, oh, yes. I didn't know what I was doing. Mm -hmm. I still don't know what I'm doing. And so <laughs> it's one of those where in business, in families, in all of those things, just lower the expectation. Of course, yeah. we don't we don't want C's. We don't want D's. I mean, there's a no. minimum requirement here. <laughs> but you, you just have a better life if you yes. kind of wing it. Uh huh. You know, and learn to laugh at yes. the whole process, right? Yes. 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 I think so. in my very first podcast episode, I said that I realized you have to be bad at something before you're good at it. And I was mm -hmm. like, so just kind of setting that bar low yeah. for my listeners, like, give me a few months. I and love I that. Say to this day, I'm still learning and growing, but at least I've got the guts to try it. And I think that takes, yes. I don't know if it's, if, 
I'm crazy or if it's humility, but to be able to say, let's just try it and see how it goes. Um, I love that. Okay. One more thing I want to touch on before I let you go, because yes. again, I'm, I'm here in Hawaii. We don't have fall. So mm-hmm. I get extra. I like overcompensate and Mm -hmm. want it to be fall. So I do the whole, like my house and I mean, I'm not a great decorator, but I, I, I fill the air with anything Mm -hmm. I can that's fall and then holiday Christmas time. Um, but traditions, you talk about traditions and how new, what do you say? Is it new? Isn't always newer? Isn't better. You have some phrase I love. Yeah. New (laughs) is not always better. Old traditions are good. And it's never too late to start one. If you are a family that Mm -hmm. doesn't have, or, you know, you may be single in an apartment, grab Mm -hmm. a friend and start your Mm -hmm. own new tradition. So, Mm. you know, I think people feel like, oh, if I don't have this big family, what's the point? No, start your own traditions and, and grow them. And, you know, Mm -hmm. like ours, that's getting ready to come up here every single fall, we take a trip. It's about 30 miles north just you know we go through two little towns north and we go to a pumpkin patch and get mm. apple fritters and oh. they we, they have the same animals every year and it's um it's just something that we look forward to and so mm-hmm. th- it could be something as simple as that it could be a certain walk in you know on a trail yeah. that you do at a certain yep. time of year in the mm-hmm. winter not in Hawaii, but around here, you know, if, if it snows, go sledding and bring a thermos of hot chocolate or, Mm -hmm. um, you know, wherever you are in whatever stage you're in those traditions stick. And it's just so interesting because especially with boy moms, you think the boys are kind of a little detached to that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And then as they grow up and then they move into their own place, it is so beautiful. It's just, it warms my heart seeing them do some of the same things uh-huh. or ask, when are we doing this or whatever? Uh-huh. And so the or things ask that for you, your recipes. Yes. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yes, they have. They have. And I mean, it's a very huge honor for me if they take mm-hmm. one of my recipes to the fire station, because those guys can cook. Let me just tell oh. you, they put foodies to shame. Um, they know what they're doing. And so they've taken some of my recipes in there and now it's their recipe. Oh. But those little things you don't think that it's important and it, some of it is a lot of work and you'll think, Oh, I've got, if you have little ones, I've got to buckle them into the car seats and then they're going to cry over which pumpkin. And you know, when we go up there, just do it. And they are going to, it's going to soak into their soul and they Mm -hmm. will remember those moments and they'll come back to you. It's, it's heartwarming. It really is. Oh, I, I love that. I just get so excited for all of that. And I think, that what you've shared is going to work for anyone with kids of any age. It's really a mindset. It's, it's how you approach it. Mm -hmm. Shoot for the B minus, make the moments, Mm -hmm. savor the kids. But if you don't, it's okay too. (laughs) Right. Exactly. We've all been there. (laughs) Oh, I love that. Okay. So for anyone that wants to find you on social media and follow you, tell us all the places they can find you. Yeah. Well, the main place that's kind of the hub of everything is my website, and that's just lanastenner.com. Um, and you can find all the, all the things on there. And mm-hmm. then also my main two social medias that I'm doing um, right now is Instagram, just at Stenner, and then TikTok. Heaven forbid, I'm on TikTok. I love <laughs> I never that. thought I would be. It's just mainly the goat videos and, you know, a lot of fun. So that one is Lana Stinner and the Goat Gang. So you'll get a lot more of the farm animals over there. So. Oh, fun. I'll link, I'll link to all those places and your book. 
Yes. Again, yes. everyone's going to want this. It is beautiful. So oh, where can they find you. your book? I'm sure anywhere. Yeah. Um, there is a page, a book page on the, my website, but okay. yeah, anywhere books are sold, Amazon, um, Target, Walmart, Barnes and Noble, all the online pa- places. So and then fun. I believe that we're going to be in some of the big box stores Ooh. over the holidays. Oh my goodness. Um, so I, I think I'll believe that when I see it, but that <laughs> I've is been so told exciting. Will, so well, yeah. it belongs there. It absolutely Aww, belongs there. The Grace so Filled sweet. Homestead. And the subtitle, say the subtitle for me, Lessons I've Learned from Faith, Family, and the Farm. Yep. Mm. And again, it's the perfect mix. I just mm. I just want to look at all the pictures and make all the recipes. But when I start reading the stories, I'm like, oh, I'm so encouraged. And I'm laughing. You're funny. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, and thank the you. fireman <laughs> stories. Yes. And, okay, the meatballs. What is the ma- that one recipe? Oh, that- yeah, the Sunday pot. Yeah, the that they Sunday have pot. at every fire station. Yeah, every Sunday they have that at the fire station. So, well, one of my best friends, my childhood bestie, her husband is a fireman. Okay, um, I'm going to make sure that they get a copy of this book, and Aww. I'm sure they'll love it. And oh yeah, maybe maybe find some new recipes to add to their rotation. Yeah, so. yeah, that's fun. And I will one last thing. I encourage moms, whether you're an author, I'm not really an author. I mean, I am now, but I really am not. Um, I encourage you guys to write your stories down and write your recipes down and pass them to your kiddos. And whether that's published or self-published, or you're just in a journal that you photocopy for each kid, just because right now, when I think, I mean, that was why I wanted to do this book is like, I don't really care about other people. Like I want my kiddos to have this, you know, and when I think about my grandma, if I had this from my grandma's stories and recipes, wouldn't you just die to have your grandma's oh, recipes yes. and stories? And I do have a couple, um, but not as many as I want, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And so, and little note I cards just, with grandma's scribbling, but to yes, have it in a book, in a book, and, yeah. So and I encourage moms self-publish. to do it. Like, go yes. go for it if you want to be creative. If you're facing that empty nest ahead, what a yep. fun project! Just oh. write the recipes, grab some of your best photos. I oh, love yeah. that. Every single photo in here was taken with my iPhone. Um, oh, my goodness. You know, so you don't have to feel like you're, you don't, like I said, B minus. <laughs> Just Lana. get it documented. And what a gift for your children. What a gift for your children. Okay. I'm so inspired. You need to do it. I wish I wish we could hang out. I, I'm going to come. <laughs> we need to hang out. Yes. Come, come visit the goats. <laughs> my husband would request to come along. So <laughs> he can come. CJ will keep him busy. <laughs> oh, I love it. Well, thank you so much for being with us. I hope you have the most wonderful holiday season ahead and just thank you for your time. Oh, thank you for having me. This has been a joy. guys. I hope you enjoyed that conversation. And I truly do hope you felt like you were just hanging out, having coffee with Lana and I. Uh, Links to Lana's book and anything else we mentioned will be over in show notes, which you can find at monicaswanson.com forward slash episode dash 182. All right, friends, thank you so much for being a part of this podcast community. We've got some incredible episodes coming up the next few weeks, so keep coming back. Please spread the word about the Boy Mom Podcast. Have a wonderful rest of your week, and until next time, aloha. Aloha.